Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to Fighting Phillies Talk Podcast. Hi, this is Chris Wheeler. Listen to Phillies Talk Podcast. This is the Barons and the Phillies. Listen to Phillies Talk Podcast. Now it's time for some baseball talk on Fighting Phillies Podcast. Here's Rich Baxter bringing you the latest Phillies news, interviews, and analysis. aboard to Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk podcast, the original quote-unquote Phillies Talk podcast starting way back in about 2007. My name is Rich and I'm joined with my good friend Matt Beasy. How you doing, Matt? Hey, Rich. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, What a great day. It's uh, Sunday. The sun is out. We're watching the Phillies on TV from Florida. It feels like spring here in the area and uh just a wonderful day yeah uh baseball phillies phillies baseball on the tube on a sunday afternoon it's the way uh, life's meant to be and i think we're gonna we're gonna have this every sunday now uh, right through september so the next seven you know months or so uh, which it's a beautiful time yeah it's been a not a long winter but you know the winter can drag on sometimes we've been knock on wood here lucky uh in the tri-state area new jersey philadelphia delaware uh with the good weather that we've had during the winter but yeah baseball is back in a big way players back on the field i know that last time we spoke pitchers and catchers were reporting but we have some game activity on the field to finally talk about yeah yeah, uh, Phillies uh, got their spring training Grapefruit League action off to a start yesterday. They kissed their sister. Uh, they came up on an 8-8 tie. And uh, today they're leading the Pittsburgh Pirates 4-3 to on the top of the eighth, although the, the Bucks are threatening right now. Um, as typical with these spring training games, especially late in the game, all the starters are out. But for the Phillies, uh, one guy that, uh, that did not start that is in the game now of interest is top offensive prospect, third baseman Alec Bohm. So uh, something of interest to tune in for, even if you aren't going to get to see the, quote, starters. Yeah, because the Phillies still need that third baseman. They're going to be taking guys in and out at that corner spot there as the games go on they're going to see who looks good there and like you said maybe Alec Boom won't start with the Phillies in the season but at some point maybe they'll uh, bring him up or maybe he'll win the job out of spring training you never know yeah I don't see him starting the season with the Phillies and I don't think that's the plan I think that would take a couple of factors he would have to look really good and you'd have to have you know an injury in the infield maybe a couple of injuries in the infield for that to happen but Bohm looks like a he's almost ready uh, and I think I'd be very surprised if he's not pushing for a roll up here by May maybe June the latest yeah I could see him starting at third he looks like he's ready and that's one thing I've always talked about the Phillies don't really seem to bring guys up when they could Uh, when they're younger they held back in my opinion anyway Chase Utley a little too long Ryan Howard they had extremely short Phillies careers because of it of course they were very good 
with the Phillies. So in hindsight, you can't say they did anything wrong, but you know, a lot of clubs bring guys up younger. Look at Mike Trout. He's probably, I think in his seventh year already or eighth year, something like that with the um, angels. And, you know, I, I wish they just rush some of these guys up a little bit. Not that they're not ready, but give them, give them a year or two to find themselves. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Mike Trout, Bryce Harper as well. They came up pretty much exactly the same time. I believe it was on the same weekend back in 2012. Uh, Trout, I think, had gotten a cup of coffee maybe in 2011, but they both started the season in 2012 in the minors, and they both came up in very early, if memory serves me correct, May or late April because – reason i'm saying that my wife and i went to the only time we've ever been there we went to a game up in washington <clears throat> sorry down in washington and at nationals park uh it was the i think it was the first home weekend for harper uh in washington he was playing left field and we were down our seats were down to third baseline so we were we were like right there you could see harper and he, he was ballyhooed as a prospect uh, at that time i'm Big time, so it was you know really kind of interesting, exciting to get to see this uh, young phenom and his basically his first week in the big leagues, and yeah. uh, he like you say this is like their eighth year, and you think about and you're right about how long they kept guys like Ryan Howard, uh, Chase got a chance a little bit sooner, but Ryan Howard in particular, you know was kept down in the minor leagues. Partly because Jim Tomei was here, of course, but uh, it it cost him a couple of years in the big leagues. <clears throat> he ended up making up for it financially uh, later in his career. But on the field, uh, the Phillies, you know, could have uh, certainly used them a couple of years uh, sooner, and maybe they could have saved some money. It's hard to say. You know, Tomei certainly was beloved here. He certainly did the job here. You know, until he ran into some injury problems. So. Uh, it would be nice to see them get some younger players up here sooner. Yeah, and that's uh, another sideline discussion about certain position players. Uh, when the Phillies get somebody very good, all of a sudden, you know, if you're a right fielder now with the Phillies organization, you you may not ever play for the Phillies with uh, the way they signed Bryce Harper for the long-term contract. You know, there's certain positions that are going to be, you know, harder to fill than others. But, yeah, I wish the fills would sort of sometimes bring certain players up a little sooner. And uh, we're getting a chance to see Bone, as you said. And uh, even uh, Mickey uh, was up, uh, played the first game uh, yesterday, Mickey Moniak. And, you know, it's Good to see these guys. We've been hearing their name now for a couple of years since they've been drafted. Moniac drafted first. There's a lot of buzz around him. And uh, finally, we're starting to see some of that uh, fruit that the Phillies have been growing for a couple of years. Yeah, Moniac started today. Uh, in fact, in right field, he was 0 for 2, struck out once. But uh, his, his bat really is, certainly has not come along at all to the caliber of a first overall draft pick, but he has greatly improved in each of the last two years. He's he's taken a step forward as far as being able to handle pitching in each of the last two years. 
So if he takes another step, this is a huge year for Moniak um, in his development. If he takes another step forward, then you may have a big league starter on your hand at some point. He at least because his defense is uh, pretty strong. He's a pretty strong defensive outfielder. And you would think that uh, that and his first overall status alone are going to at some point get him to the big leagues. Uh, whether whether he can be an everyday player, I think how he performs this year will go a long way towards showing whether or not he can he can hack an everyday role in the majors. But Moniac, for me, I haven't given up on him completely. Yeah, and, and getting back to players when they're drafted, they come up for their major league debuts, things like that. I was just reading a story, and I didn't realize this, but Mike Trout's baseball cards are catching fire with collectors and you know he's from south jersey i should have been more uh, mindful to get some of those rookie cards it was uh as you said he had the cup of coffee in 2011 that's his rookie card you know tops update season card that's his rookie so they're worth uh quite a bit of money now so you socked away and put 25 of them away or 50 you're you're sitting on a nice little gold mine about right now yeah i used to i don't really collect cards anymore but i have a couple of large plastic cartons of them in my Uh, house that i've uh i was a big collector in the early 90s uh, not just of cards that were out then but of uh, cards from the past and i picked up a lot of good Philly stuff, Schmidt stuff, and um, some other old Philly stuff. And my big uh, guy back then when I was collecting was, my big speculative guy was Chipper Jones. And that ended up paying off because Chippers, you know, became a Hall of Famer. So I have a lot of uh, old rookie Chipper Jones type stuff. But the thing about those things is baseball cards became so much less valuable uh, there were so many on the market and still are out there from that late 80s, uh, early 90s period and now into today that, you know, it's just saturated. Um, the older stuff, is, you know, is always going to be more valuable. And <clears throat> I guess there will always be some value for guys like the the very best guys, the Hall of Fame caliber guys. And that's what Trout is. And he's hot right now. You know, so there, there's going to be a. Uh, value on his cards, but I don't. Nobody's going to get rich on baseball cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a. I think yep. it's a, it's a hobby that you want to you want to undertake just because you enjoy you know the game and and uh, you enjoy the cards and you enjoy the collecting aspect of it. You know, you're you're a collector. Um, if you're doing it to someday have this, you know, collection that's worth you know hundred thousand dollars. You're not likely to do that. If you're looking to cash in a particular card one day for for 50 grand, you know, when you're an old person, I don't think that's going to happen, you know, uh, unless you're buying a Babe Ruth card, you know, and and that might cost you 50 grand. So, (laughs) (laughs) yep. So for investments, uh, maybe not the greatest, but, you know, for a couple dollars here or there. as you said, Moniac didn't have a great season last year. Just saw a graphic. He was batting 252 
with 11 homers and like 62 RBIs last year, and he's double A. So I think the Phillies are hoping a lot more from him this year. Uh, but it's nice to see him, you know, rise up through the ranks at least, and, and hopefully as a number one pick, we'll get something out of that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, there's a lot of, like you mentioned, Harper being in right field, and he's going to be there for years to come. I mean, who, who knows when he gets older, maybe, you know, and just sometime in his you know, mid-30s, he may have to move to first base. But Bryce Harper's only in his upper 20s now, and he's he's got, you know, another five, six, seven years that he's going to be playing right field in all likelihood for the Phillies at least. <clears throat> so that, that's one spot that's closed. Uh, center field is pretty much open. I mean, Roman Quinn, you know, we all know what his injury problems are. Adam Hazley he's a solid little player, but he has to show himself uh, that he's an everyday uh, big leaguer as far as offensive production goes. So uh, that could be an opening, you know, for Moniak. If he more fully develops, he could push for a role in center field. Uh, Left field, Andrew McCutcheon, you know, he's 33 years old this year. So that's not a long-term tie-up left field. So um, that, that's a position they're going to have to address at some point, not this year, maybe not next year, but a couple of years from now, they're going to have to address left field. So the Phillies are going to have some opportunities for outfielders uh, over the next couple of years. And right now, Adam Hazley has first crack, uh, so to speak. So, you know, he'll get the first crack at it and, and we'll see if he can make the most of his opportunity, but uh, there are going to be chances for Moniak. Again, it's it's going to be up to the development of his bat. His glove's there. Uh, he just has to develop more fully as a hitter. Yes, he does. We'll have to keep an eye on him, see uh, how he does in the minors this year. And it's uh, great to see the ballpark out there. Not quite 100% capacity today. It's the first home game for the Phillies as we're doing the podcast today, but I'm sure as the days roll on, uh, there'll be more fans checking in. And I texted you a few days ago about my uh, recent plans and I'll be at spring training for the first time ever. Really excited about it. Oh, you're going to love it, Rich. And my wife and I uh, went down last time. It's been years. Uh, We haven't been down there since the what turned out to be the great season of 2011 and you know all the big names were there at that time you know chase and ryan and cliff lee and cole amels and roy halliday and and uh, jimmy rollins charlie Manuel, uh, chooch i mean it was the heyday you know flying hawaiian i mean they were all down there and that team ended up winning 102 games and uh, it was a great time and you're gonna love it uh the weather is fantastic down there I don't know how long you're going for, but what we ended up doing, we went uh, for five days and we spent, uh, we went to two or three games. There were two or three game days, uh, all at Spectrum Field. And then we, one of the days they were on the road and another day we had tickets for, and we ended up selling the tickets to somebody else because it was just so nice compared to Philadelphia <laughs> weather-wise. It was like the middle of the summer is here and down the Jersey Shore, so we just wanted another beach day. <clears throat> so we ended up spending you know, two days, two of our five days on the beach uh, and a couple of days uh, in the 
ballpark, and then we had uh, took a um, pirate pirate ship cruise, uh-huh. and the pirate ship cruise took you out on out on um, I don't think whether it was the Atlantic Ocean or the, no, it was the uh, on the Gulf, and the pirate ship cruise was fantastic. I was just basically it was an actual pirate ship yeah and it was jam-packed and everybody was drinking a lot yeah. <laughs> believe it or so not hopefully, hopefully except for the crew rich <laughs> i'm going to assume they weren't drinking but everybody else was yeah <clears throat> I, believe it or not i was on this the same pirate ship uh, a couple years earlier when we went down uh, in the off season uh actually it was still still the season but the regular season for the teams and uh yeah i've been on that pirate ship as you said yeah the the beers you know are flowing usually i think i had one or so i don't drink very much but um it was a very fun time i i got a temporary anchor tattoo while on board so (laughs) (laughs) it's so crowded too you know you really got to work uh to keep the beers coming you know buy a couple at a time and that kind of thing but uh but it was really fun. You know, we were there with a, a small group of uh, friends and we really had a good time. So you'll, you'll enjoy yourself. Yeah, sounds like a, a great time indeed. And probably the highlight for me will be the St. Patty's Day game. I've always wanted to go to see the St. Patrick's Day uh, game that they have. The Phillies put, you know, a special, special thing on with all the green and all that stuff. And as you suggested, I'm going to uh, try to get my green stuff in advance. Yeah, we, we we did that. We were down there for the St. Patty's Day game. Uh, fantastic. You know, the crowd is all decked out in green Phillies hats and shirts and, you know, all kinds of uh, memorabilia, regalia. You know, they, they sell, they're selling some stuff in the shop down there. Uh, you could probably pick up something, but a uh, uh, good idea for any fan. If you're going down, you're going to be down there for the St. Patty's game. Uh, now's the time, you know, order some stuff online or, you know, go to, go to a store locally and pick up something, uh, Phillies green and, you know, be ready when you go down. Yeah. I'm, uh, my shirt size is three X. So I, it's hard to find good quality stuff at a shop like that. Sometimes they don't carry that size. Most shops, they might have a, a couple things, but nothing, no big selection. So yeah, I'll definitely be shopping in advance for that, for the uh, the spring training time down there. But let's tell the uh, folks where they can find you online, Mr. Matt. Uh, it's the same old places for people who would like to visit me uh, on the web. It's uh, mattvesey.com. That's M-A-T-T-V-E-A-S-E-Y, mattvesey.com. Writing pretty regularly now on on the Phillies. I did just did a piece yesterday on my early, my first projection on what the Phillies 26 man roster will be when it breaks camp a month from now. I'm going to do an update on that. Uh, uh, probably about a, maybe in the, in the week or maybe about a week before the, the season starts, but I took a little uh, projection right now and I feel good about that projection unless there are injuries of course, which we know always crop up. And uh, today I just shared a piece from last year that I wrote. It's a timely piece on the Fanatic. And there were 
some changes to the Philly Fanatic that were debuted uh, at today's game. And the reasoning for those changes, for the most part, was a lawsuit that the Phillies are involved in with the original creator of the costume back in the 70s. So uh, I wrote a piece last summer that was pretty much detailing what that was all about and republish that today at my Twitter feed. So uh, people can visit me at Philly's Bell. That's at Philly's Bell. And that's on uh, Twitter. I'm really uh, aggressive as far as putting Philly's stuff out there, but also on Facebook and on Instagram at that same feed, at Philly's Bell. Very cool. And you said that, as you said, the fanatic debut today with his quote-unquote new look, freshened up look, so to speak. And, you know, it, he's arguably one of the most revered mascots in baseball. And uh, I don't know the particulars of the case. I, I don't know what these gentlemen are seeking that invented the fanatic. But um, you would have to think the fanatic carries some sort of value at least. Sure. And that's, you know, that's what it, that's what it's all about. And, you know, fans who are interested, you know, if they want to know all the, the uh, intricate details, uh, just visit my website, mattvz.com. And, uh, you know what, I'm, I apologize to you. Uh, visit my Twitter feed at Philly's Bell. Mm-hmm. And in, on my Twitter feed is a link to that article. And it's the article is titled, Legal dispute could make Philly Fanatic a free agent. And within the article, I I do a pretty good job of breaking down what it's all about and the origination of the Fanatic character, uh, the the problems with the original mascot creators and what this lawsuit's all about and what could happen in the future. So I did a pretty good job, I think, of breaking that all down. So – uh, people just uh, – if they want to know the details, just go to at Philly's Bell and uh, find the link to that I, that I put up today to that article, and I think it will be enjoyable and informative. And it's very interesting. I find it interesting that an organization like the Phillies, which, you know, bottom line, it's a business. They're making money. They're making a lot of money, uh, but doesn't seem like they want to spend it <laughs> a lot. Uh, they don't want to spend it on something like this. They don't want to open their their pocketbook up for this um, and pay these guys maybe, you know, something what they should be worth. I I'm hesitant to say that the, the fanatic generates millions of dollars a year, but he's certainly the face of the Phillies uh, going back many years into the 70s. Uh, people out there that listen to the show probably would remember the San Diego Super Chicken, uh, one of the greatest mascots of all time that started the mascot craze. And, you know, he's no more. So, you know, it's not hard to conceive that someday we may be without a Philly fanatic. Yeah, the the just real briefly, the the origination of this whole thing did go. You talk about cheap. Uh, I don't know if it was cheap or they just didn't know what they had on, on their hands. But Bill Giles, uh, he was a Phillies executive at the time in the sometime in the mid to late 70s when the Fanatic costume was first created. And Giles was given a choice between paying $5,200 to get the Fanatic costume and the copyright for the character. 
or he could just buy the costume alone for thirty nine hundred. So he opted for just the costume. He didn't want to put out the extra thirteen hundred hours. And he would have had the copyright. He called it later the worst decision of his career. He actually wrote that in his autobiography. Now, five years later, Rich, flash forward. Now, that was early 80s. He ends up paying a quarter of a million dollars for the fanatic copyright that he could have had for $1,300. So, you know, obviously very bad business decision there. <clears throat> but what ended up happening was the company – ended up saying that under the Copyright Act that they were free to terminate that deal that I told you about where the Giles purchased the copyright in, for a quarter of a million dollars. I believe that happened in 1984. The company, the creators of the costume itself, ended up saying that because of something under the legalities under the U.S. Copyright Act that they were now free to terminate their their original agreement and negotiate a new one. Uh, the Phillies believed that that was a, a, just simply a money grab by this company, which is uh, now named Harrison Erickson. And so they believe they don't have any claim at all to the costume. So that's where the legal battle is. Harrison Erickson believes that they, under the Copyright Act, can tear up the agreement and negotiate a new one. And the Phillies say that, you know, no such thing. So that, that's where they're going to suit. Uh, that's where they're going to uh, to court over in the lawsuit. If a new agreement isn't reached, then uh, a claim basically states that the Phillies wouldn't be able to continue to use the Philly Fanatic in any way after June 15th of this coming season. So whether this new costume that they came up with, you know, allows – uh, the Phillies to continue using it past June 15th. Like, if you look at it, look at the costume back in the late 70s. It wasn't the same costume that they're using today. Uh, there have been tweaks to the Fanatic a couple of times in the past. The original Fanatic, if you look at videos, you can do this. You can go on YouTube and look at old Philly Fanatic videos from back in the day. And he has a completely different look. Uh, obviously, he's still big, green, furry, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but there have been things around his face, uh, characteristics about him that have changed. So it'll be just – it's really going to be interesting to me to see what the resolution of – I can't believe a, an organization that's as wealthy as the Phillies just – you know, they can't find a way to settle this lawsuit and make it go away and bring back the fanatic. Uh, the Philly – one thing that was announced today was that if this gets resolved – in the Phillies' favor or, or in some other way amicably, then the Phillies would likely go back to using their original Fanatic costume. So <clears throat> we could just still see this all thrown out. And by the way, we just won. Phillies just won <laughs> the game. So oh, we're wow. 1-0. We're now 1-0-1, undefeated, Rich. Very cool. That's awesome. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to see the Fanatic stay on board. It would be a tragedy, especially mid-season to see the Fanatic uh, sink and go down, uh, you know, disappear from the scene, so to speak. He, he does add a, an animation to the game. He keeps that edge up, you know, is uh, not quite a gritty type of um, <laughs> mascot, right. which yeah. we <clears throat> talked about him before. I'm not, Gritty's got the, he's got a 
split personality or something with those googly eyes. I can't, I can't get behind gritty, but uh, the fanatic has a little personality. He's part of the scene there. Yeah, Gritty's a little. I think he's intentionally a little edgier, you know, kind of like hockey's a little edgier, you know, than baseball. Um, The fanatic is certainly, uh, to me, has much more positive personality. While he, the fanatic, occasionally gets a little raunchy or he'll get a little, you know, uh, um, uh, dark, but that's not as normal. You know, he's normally fun-loving, effervescent, you know, outgoing, positive, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of character so uh and, and he's been around now for 40 whatever 43 44 years uh she's i remember when he started you know i was a teenager i remember going to his they had a the birthday every year now they have the fanatics birthday i remember going to the first one <laughs> so uh, yeah. uh the, you know the fanatic's been around for generations now my kids grew up with the fanatic and my granddaughter grew up the fanatic. I mean, I remember buying my granddaughter a fanatic dangle hat when they were hot, probably about what, eight or nine years ago. <clears throat> she probably wouldn't be caught dead in a fanatic dangle hat now. She's eight, 18 this year, but uh, you know, the it, generations have grown up with the fanatic. He's part of, he's an institution. Yeah. And today we saw his refreshed uh, uh, look, so to speak. It looked like his sneakers were or updated a little bit, a little, a little shorter, not quite as clownish. Um, different things uh, with his snout. People were uh, recognizing colors. His tail is sort of a bluish. Although I do have a fanatic in the house with a bluish tail, so I don't know if that was something that he had before, and they're bringing back or. You know, I think there was a mix before Rich, and now it's like all blue. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but you know, I didn't uh, study the new character, but it, that seemed what it was. Uh, a shorter snout, a bluer tail. They changed up his sneakers and stirrups look. Uh, he's a little. He's he's definitely lost some some weight. He's in better shape. Uh, I can't remember who. I think it was Glenn Macnow. Uh, actually tweeted out that he thinks the fanatic's now in better shape than he is. <laughs> so <clears throat> some changes around the eyes. Uh, they they brought out some more blue highlighting around the eyes. So there are there are a handful of uh, changes. Uh, the hands, the fanatic's hands are now more. You can see uh, fingers, whereas before it was more like mitts, or paws that he was using. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see if the changes stick. We'll see how the lawsuit goes. Yep, we can only uh, watch it and see what happens. Of course, the fanatic part of the Phillies family. I hope he doesn't go away. But uh, I'll be uh, sending in some reports, both written and audio, from spring training uh, down on the the field area. And I'm sure they have some training when the Phillies are – out of town, I uh, just happen to be lucky. I think they're playing around three times uh, during the week at home that I'll be there. And uh, the other couple games, they're, they're in the Yankees. They're playing, which is right across, you know, probably five miles from the stadium. And they're playing the Blue Jays. So, uh, you know, maybe a road trip uh, to go see them on the road, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, you're down there the week before St. Pat's, so uh, they are at the Yankees and at the Orioles that week uh, before they before leading up to St. Patty's Day. It's actually over a weekend, and they're at home against the Tigers and the Pirates. So uh, 
Yeah, you got a, you know, a lot of different opportunities. St. Patty's Day, they actually have a split squad. They'll be at home against the Blue Jays, which I think is pretty traditional. And then they are the split squad is at the Pirates. But I think you'll see most of their big guys. You'll probably get to see Bryce uh, stay, for instance, uh, in in Clearwater. So that should be awesome. And I, I see most of the start times are 105. So it leaves a nice uh, evening for you when you're down there to go out and explore and you know check out the area around the stadium and stuff. So yep, very excited about it. Can't wait. And uh, can't wait to see uh, Harper get back on the field, by the way. Yeah, they were interviewing Greg Murphy, interviewed him today after his uh, appearance was over, and he'll be back in the lineup on Tuesday. So, um, you know, they're going to give these guys like you know, they're going to give the key guys, McCutcheon, Harper, Riomudo. Um, Girardi's not he's not worried about those guys. You know, so he's going to he's going to rest them here and there. They're not going to play, you know, 20 some spring training games he'll probably baby them along for the for the next few weeks and then you you'll see them a little more and probably for like three at bats like a little few more at bats as we start to really uh come down towards the season that final week very cool so keep our eyes out on that keep watching the uh team Trying to pick up little things here and there. Check out Matt's site over at mattvz.com for all his writing <laughs> and over at Twitter at Phillies Bell. If you want to check out the blog for f- the podcast here, it's fightinphillies.com without the G. Uh, it's been that way for many years now. Uh, since about 07, I think that sprung up as well. So check that out. And of course, over at Twitter at fightinphillies, hit your subscribe buttons. On the podcast, if you like what we're talking about, if you were looking for the other Phillies Talk podcast, the uh, NBC Sports uh, show, sorry to disappoint you, but I hope you like this one. Um, This is the original, but uh, they were called At The Yard before they renamed it Phillies Talk. So, Matt, we might get some spillover on this. Hey, uh, if we get any spillover, Rich, then that's good for the listeners because yes. uh, it's always nice to have a different perspective. You know, you get the same old voices all the time, and, and it's not like they're it's not like they're getting an uneducated uh, Phillies talk here. You know, we try yes. to give them some good talk and some different talk than they might hear on those other stations and those other podcasts. So, at Phillies Bell and at Fighting Phillies, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a nice season ahead. I think. Yes, indeed. If you want to sponsor the show, you can do that. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Phillies. That's the uh, podcast home of the podcast here that you're listening to. There's a little subscribe button. You can uh, help us out with a dollar or two or whatever. Put it right back into the show. Use it for the expenses and uh, watch it on TV right after the Phillies game here to Flyers Wives Carnival uh, right now down in South Philly. It's pretty, pretty interesting. I've never been to one of them and uh, they're actually broadcasting it here. Uh, Very interesting stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Good charity work that all these teams do. Uh, The Phillies are really big on, on their charitable uh, donations as well and, and opportunities and uh, Phillies charities uh, as an organization that does a lot of great work. Um, In fact, I'll be participating for the second straight year in the Phillies 5k which is coming up uh Jesus coming up in about three weeks so 
Uh, there are opportunities if fans are interested. Go to the Phillies website at phillies.com and fish around in there, and you'll see some uh, some some of the charitable efforts that the Phillies partake in. And I'm not sure if you can still sign up for the 5K, but you may be able to. So they may want to check that out. Very cool. It's for charity, and you're getting yourself in shape. So check that out. As Matt say, we'll be talking to him about that as it gets closer see if he's uh, doing some extra training for that for that 5k and uh, sounds like a worthy cause i'll be walking it rich not running it <laughs> okay <laughs> all you, right you can, just, there's a lot of walkers i'll be I'm walking just, <laughs> i'm just checking <laughs> gotcha all right well i hope you tune in for the next edition and all season long here on philly's talk and we'll talk to you soon